Welcome back for the 15th episode of the Keep Pleganus Communities podcast. I am your host, Mackenzie Carboni. This week, I had the pleasure of speaking with a member of the Harwich Mariners. We'll just start off with if you could just introduce yourself and your position with the Harwich Mariners. Uh, my name is Alex Lum. I'm the Assistant General Manager for the Harwich Mariners. And when did you get involved with Harwich at first? Uh, first season being involved with the Mariners was in 2007. Uh, my junior year at Old Dominion, uh, sport management major. So, have you been in this position the whole time since been being there, or have you? Oh been, no, yeah, no, no! I, I started back in '07. I started as an intern, uh, and then over time, was after the 2012 season that I started taking on more of a role, current title with assistant GM. So, gotcha. it's been a, a arc over the past uh, 14 years. Awesome. What did you do as a intern? back when you were in 07? Interned 07. That was more of my first year with the organization. Uh, just trying to get a feel because to graduate Old Dominion with a sports management degree, you needed a full-time internship. So 07 was just put the feeler out there. Uh, 08 was the year that I really got involved. That was a 400-hour internship. So learned okay. a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of extra work, just not game day kind of started teaching you about the grind of baseball. Yeah. Uh, all the things that go on to get to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you learned like everything from game oh, yeah. routines to everything, oh, yeah. from recruiting, everything. Yep. I uh, was involved with game day stuff. Once that was done, did a lot of the kind of treasury stuff. Some of the, the money helped Mary with a lot of the money situations. I uh, was involved with clinics. I, was, I helped run the camp. I was there three or four days a week. Uh, I was the lead for, for camp, running in, uh, registrations and being involved with that there. Uh, did, a lot, did a lot of help with kind of the coaching staff and helping the players and get those guys settled in. Uh, so just started feeling and, and getting a lot of – getting my hands on a lot of different things behind the scenes. Yeah, more than like just the game day uh, situation. Operations, yeah, it like progressed over time. Yes, yes, yes. And that's kind of where it developed to 2012 when Ben Layton, the uh, our current general manager, came in and he was like, hey, you've been here for seven years or at this point, five years. Uh, you know, I really want – I need I enjoy what you know and your background. Uh, so I've been involved with him and helping him along the side for now seven years. So more than seven years, nine years. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. No worries. Nine years. Uh, so no, it's just been really great helping him in his general manager role. So did you first get involved because of college and wanting to get that internship completed? Uh, yes, uh, but I had known about the league uh, growing up. My family, had vac- we have a, a summer house and we've been vacationing as long as I can remember. And I've been going to games. My first game was in 1993, okay. uh, going to games. So it's been a part of our family and my summer enjoyment for so many years. Uh, awesome. So that's where it started for me. Do you live down on the Cape now or do you just summer there for? I do not. Uh, I currently live in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay. So working from afar, uh, it's, I, you know, life has taken me a little bit further away, but for my summer, my, my college years, we'd come down every summer when I was working in the league. 
So that was how it uh, uh, progressed that way. And now that I'm further away from the Cape, I make time to go up each summer for two weeks at a time here and there, uh, but do a lot of stuff from afar uh, and help from behind the scenes that way. I bet having Zoom now is definitely helpful for when you have your meetings. It's, it's, defi it's definitely helping you become more efficient and helping all aspects communicate better. That's the funny thing about this whole situation the last 10 months is a lot of people are learning how to be more efficient and opening more avenues to communicate and get things done that I don't think, you know, people were really thinking about exactly. at this time last year. It's definitely a positive outcome being wow. able to stay more in the loop and be more, like you said, efficient with things so much prior to the season, especially. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. It, it's a great way to stay abreast of all the goings-ons and, you know, not feeling, feeling so far apart, you know. Mm -hmm. I might be in Maryland, but I know what's going on in Harwich and, you know, feel confident that we're doing every, everything we can to have a you know, great season coming mm -hmm. forward. I agree. Even with the podcast, it's very useful to podcasts have always been done from afar. Like they're not always in person, but it's definitely efficient way to talk with people all around the world. Oh, oh definitely. Have you ever been a host parent or? Have, uh, yeah, I have. Uh, have? I have. I have, my family has, it started in 08. So I would come out there with my family and that was my second year of the internship. And it's, it's a funny story, just kind of on a whim because there's a lot of moving parts, especially those first couple of weeks in June. So not all the host families that we would normally have in Harwich were down yet. So Mary just, Mary Henderson on a whim was like, Hey Alex, I got two kids that are here early. Their host family's coming down two or three days later. Do you have room? And uh, I said, sure. I says, we, we, we got, we have a few twin beds. And so took them home that way and end of the week, put them on their way. They got their, their host families for the full summer. Mm -hmm. Then a few weeks later, another odd circumstance comes up. A player showed up with his girlfriend mm -hmm. and it's says right in our rule books. If you come with a parent, if you come with a significant other, they're not, you're staying in a hotel. But Mary says, oh, this guy's like, oh, you know, I need my girlfriend with me. And she says, can you take him? I says, sure. That player and his girlfriend, the best ever. Oh, she came, awesome. she came and to this day, uh, it was Brandon Belt was, was that player. And uh, his girlfriend, who's now his wife, she cooked. She was taking, she was doing his laundry. She was helping us cook. She was doing all of it, and it was like by the time she was ready to go home, she had a flight at the end of the week. She said, you know, he really likes you. You guys just let him be him. And uh, they're like, were you planning on, like, putting him in a full-time house? And I said, well, that was the plan. Like, two weeks ago, I had never hosted – our family had never hosted a player before, so yeah. we weren't really expecting that. And she's like, well, I'm not really sure how he's going to do because you guys just – let him be odd. You know, mm -hmm. he, he was, he was a great guy, but he'd stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning doing his own thing. Yeah. But it was like, and then you let him sleep until noon. No one was, you know, poking him. Like I just let him be him. And yeah. I think he just enjoyed how we let him do him. And mm -hmm. so it was like, yeah, I says we can keep him. So from there on, we, uh, we've had players every year from 08 to 18 
uh, did the math a little bit. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, full time, we'd have one to two guys uh, that would live with us for the summer. And then in those, you know, funny weeks where families are coming down or players or temps that are just coming for two or three days before, you know, going on to their next one. In total, I've had 55 players. They, they, they've come and stayed with my family. Uh, a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, you know, a lot of them are, are two or three days. Yeah, but it's uh, still counts. <laughs> but, you know, it's still fun to, to look through your phone sometimes. You're like, oh, hey, I have the, you know, I got that guy's phone number. Hey, you know, and a lot of, a lot of them still, we keep in touch a lot. It's just, it's really awesome. I've been to three or four of their weddings. Oh, wow. That's uh, cool. We still keep in touch a lot, like, you know, whether they're at the minor league level or the major league level, uh, if they're coming into town or, you know, I'm passing through somewhere there where they're at, you know, reach out to them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun relationship to have, mm-hmm. uh, whether they are a major leaguer or a minor leaguer or a guy that gave up baseball a year after the Cape and mm-hmm. just became, I've had a few guys that have gone on to use their degrees. It's like, okay it's a good person to know. Yeah. Uh, and so lawyers, doctors, business. And it's like, so you, it, it's really fun to see where they progress from, you know, those two months that they were, or two days, mm-hmm. you know, from that time that they were, that they were spending with, with you and your family. So it was really, it's really fun. I agree. It's a very uh, wonderful experience to go through just to learn from other people from different areas yes. of the world, especially because like you could have a kid come out from the West coast and totally different lifestyle, but you still learn to like mold together in the household. And it's like another family member. It's crazy oh, how many people. No, it's, it's, you learn a lot about it. It opens your, your eyes, I think, to just different backgrounds from different areas. You know, it opened my eyes to even the difference between players, the way they're wired. Pitchers mm-hmm. are wired different than position players. Oh, yes. Position players are on it every single day. If you're a starting pitcher, you're pitching once, once a week. You got a bullpen here or there. So they're a little more laid back. Position players, on it every day. So mm-hmm. it, does, it is fun to see the different personalities and just, you know, the situations with the players. My family, we used to host players, but we like transitioned more towards like the coach side. So it's cool to see like we have player side. So we get to see your kid in the field, but then you Mm -hmm. also get to see the coach and how hard he works and how involved he is and how much, yeah, he's a coach, but he's also there for these kids. He helps them feel comfortable being on the Cape because you go straight from usually your college team. Mm -hmm. So it's just so different. It's a great experience just to see it all. No, and that's... That's that, totally like, I think the role of the, the host family is important because a lot of this, these guys, this is the first time they've been away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're living on campus, you know, you're, you're, you're living in the dorms, you're eating in the, the cafeteria, you know, so it's a lot of first time that they've been away from home. And so some players are homesick and you have to be a little more, you know, motherly in some of those situations, you know, my family, the kid's homesick. Well, they're going to be on the phone with mom and dad every night. Mm-hmm. Other guys just, Hey, you know, make sure we got some cereal out there in the morning and they're on their way, you know, mm-hmm. come in business, go out the next day. It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so they all it have is, different it, personalities. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How would you describe the experience of being a host parent to like 
someone in the public that may know the Cape League, may not, but mm-hmm. just kind of to sum it up to somebody? I would say it's rewarding uh, in so many different ways. Like we were talking about, you, you, you learn about different backgrounds, how different people work, different way people tick, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was rewarding from, and we're, we're talking about it from a family where myself and my sister, you know, we were doing this, she was late teens, I was early 20s, and then my, my, my family, my mother and father. So we're coming from that angle, but you see a lot of families, some are older, and you're just looking to be involved with the community, and they, they have an extra guest room. And you're just like having somebody new come in, to, you know, every summer you look forward to that, you know, those two months when someone comes in, you get to, to you know, make relationships that last a lifetime. And then you see some families where they're younger and those baseball players that come into town are role models and somebody that those younger children look up to. It's like, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a real baseball player right there. That's a guy who's going to go back to LSU or Texas and be on TV next, next year. Like, you know, in five years on the line, he's going to be a major leaguer. So I think every, I don't know if there is a perfect host family model mm-hmm. because I think everybody's a little different and you know, that certain players thrive in certain environments. You know, there are some players that are like, Hey, I just, I just want to show up, I'm going to go to the ballpark every day. I'm going to work. And just a quiet guy mm-hmm. might, he might not be the best for a, a, a rowdy, you know, young, younger family, but an older family who just, has an empty room, like to cook for them, like to come to the game and root them on, that might be your perfect match. So there is a lot of behind the scenes and, and, and stuff where you learn about the players and you learn about how you want to uh, run your, your host family household. There are a lot of aspects that come into play, like you mm-hmm. said, different age groups for the host parents and different personalities by the players. And at the end, it usually works out. Sometimes you have your situations where they don't, but it's definitely, it's great. Like I even, all the time I'd, not June, but like say May, April would hit. I'd be like, dad, have you heard like who we're going to host yet? Just so like you can hear what college team they went to. My dad would call them and be like, what kind of food you like in the house? I'm going to make sure it's here. Just those things. Just cool to hear like just those stories. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like that was, you know, I I know how hard Mary and her, her daughter Biz work with hosting and it, they do. It's, there's a lot of mixing and matching, you know, especially now with allergies and every, oh, am I allergic to dogs or cats? Well, that's going to X out certain host families. We got to push you over there. You know, are, 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 you, are, are you a night owl? Are you, are, you know, certain things. So there is a lot of mixing and matching to find that perfect family. And I think they do. They do a really good job. And if something isn't working right away, have the opportunity to make it work and make it better for everybody involved. So it's just, you know, I can't say enough of about how great the experience is. Like it, you open your house to these guys for two months and you have relationships forever. And it's mm-hmm. just really great to know what, you know, we've been a part of by, by hosting those 10 years that I was involved with that directly. I agree. It's like you get so much out of what you think is so little, but to them, like, they're like, thank you so much. Like it's their home. They yep. come to an opposite coast or area and they're completely, it's estranged to them. And when you welcome them, it just, it's like a sense of home to them that they wouldn't oh, yeah. get if in a hotel or in a house with maybe a couple guys. Yep. No, uh, it, it was the amount of guys that have never, they're like, oh, what, what, what is Cape Cod about? I'm like, seafood. You're going to get a lot of seafood. And they're like, oh, well, 
I like McDonald's. I'm like, you ain't going to find many of those. (laughs) So it it is, you are there to, to hold their hand. And the first time like, wow, this is the first time I've been out of Texas or wow, this is the first time I've been out of California. So Mm -hmm. it is a little bit of a culture shock for them and you got to, you know, help them along the way. But you know, that just adds to the fun with it there. Mm -hmm. And they, it's like, they don't have their, like at first when you're a freshman, yeah, you have, you don't really know anyone, but they're going into a baseball team. So they have that sense of security. But when they come to the Cape, it's like, okay, a whole new set of teammates, a whole new set of coaches, a whole new area. So it's just like, different aspects that they wouldn't experience as they would going into a new college experience. No, no. And, 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 you know, still being involved in college athletics and you hear the responses from the guys when they come back to school. And I was lucky enough at Navy here to get one of our players. He came up and played a few years ago and it was interesting the way that he was like your college season, you're performing for your college. And when you get to the Cape in the summer, you're trying to improve yourself you know, clean up certain things, you know, hear from a different set of coaching, the difference, have a different set of eyes look at you and say, Hey, you know, maybe you're holding this, you're, you're holding your, your, your curveball a little differently. Have you thought about this? So it's just adding more opportunity, more eyes to better yourself. But then you also get the chance to perform for the scouts mm-hmm. where, you know, they're like, okay, every night I'm taking on a guy from the SEC or the big 12 or the PAC 12. I got to bring it. And if you're a batter, every pitcher is out there throwing 95. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you got to bring it. So it just, you know, a a lot of guys, they thrive and a lot of guys they'll melt. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm as good as I I thought I was. So it's just a great litmus test for the players to go against the best and to have scouts put eyes on them against the best. So it's just, it's just really awesome. That aspect of the Cape league. It is all around. It's best pitchers, best kids at bat in the field. It's just the best of the best, best coaching. Yeah. Just everything that a college kid would want to experience. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. What would you say motivates yourself to keep working for the league over the past? I just, I really enjoy the people uh, with the Mariners that I work with and then the people in the league that you come across. I don't think when I started this back in 07, this was – you know, the plan was like, okay, I got an internship coming in 2008, you know, go from there. But the more I was involved in the, you know, being around the people, especially with our team, you just have so much fun uh, and you feel, you, you get a sense of loyalty. And that loyalty becomes pride. You're, there's not too many people that can say that they're associated with the best, you know, amateur baseball league in the world. And to, to you know, have people at the Mariners enjoy me being around and, and, and giving me the opportunity to work with them. You know, I'm, I'm not going to let them down. Uh, and you just, you see how it affects your community positively during those two, two months, you know, that's the best, the best spot in town, you know, White House Field from June to mid-August. And, you know, it's so much fun to be a part of that atmosphere. And then just how the league has continued to stay with what made them the best, being local, having accessibility, you know, fans feel like they're a part of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after the game, the players walk off the field right next to you. Uh, you know, that was one thing that always drew me to the, the Cape when I was a kid was, you know, here I am seven, eight years old. And those guys are walking past you post game. Like you're getting autographs. Like mm-hmm. you're just the accessibility and the friendliness of everyone involved. Like 
you know, you're not playing in front of, you know, four or 5,000 seat stadium. It's a high school field, but you're part of the community and the community loves the players, the players love the community back. And it's just such a great and rewarding uh, experience. And like, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Like, you know, it is tougher being, you know, spending most of my time full time in Maryland, but you know, I'm making it work. And, you know, as long as we can continue to, to keep the, the lines of communication open, it is a little tougher, but you know, I try to, help as much as I, I can. And, uh, you know, it's just something you really, you really enjoy being a part of. Yeah. And I bet when you get to go up to the Cape for those two weeks, it just makes it all worth it. You're like, okay, the last 11 months I've been communicating and now I get to be at the field and see yep. everything that all of us yep. put into it. And then it's always like, okay, can I come back and, you know, what, 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 what am I looking like in two weeks? Can I come back next? So mm -hmm. it's always, you know, I come up for two weeks at the beginning of the season to make sure we're all set up, we're ready to go, you know, troubleshoot a lot of different things, you know, help Mary, Ben, Biz, you know, the game day crew get ready, help the interns, you know, try to give them a different, like, I've done everything they're, they're going to be doing this year. So I try to give them a uh, an ear to listen to them and, you know, hear them out like, hey, here's certain, it's, it's similar to what, what, what it is with hosting, you know, hey, guys, I know you're coming from all over but here's a few things to do. Don't do, you know, just hear me out mm -hmm. uh, and let me know if you have concerns. So uh, I always try to go up at the beginning of the year in June, uh, just because there's so many moving parts. And then once I feel we're settled in, then, you know, try to come back a couple, you know, every three or four weeks, just, you know, keep on keeping on. Yeah. But it's great. You know, the, the steps we've taken to, you know, have everything broadcast, you know, social media is great. So it's like, you don't, you, I still feel like I'm there. You know, mm -hmm. if this was 10 years ago, I don't know if I could be feeling as, as attached as I am now, but you know, it definitely helps, you know, fill the gap when I'm not physically there. Yeah. And definitely everybody, I always rave about the Cape League. They're all are helping hands. Like they will help as much as they want and they want you to advance. Like, especially my age group who go in like this past summer, we didn't have a season, but we still yeah. all stayed involved and they did as much as they could because they did secure us this internship and they didn't want to leave us hanging. So yeah, no, it's, and, and that is, it, it's all about, you know, from, from the, from the college age and high school age kids that are coming into internship, the intern, uh, it is about seeing them grow and seeing them, you know, they don't necessarily like, this is, this could be their first time working in sports and, you know, we want to make this the best experience or maybe they find out this isn't for them because, you know, it, depending on, on how involved you get, you're learning about a grind and mm -hmm. it's two months and it's going to be a tough two months, but maybe if you find out, you know what, isn't for me, mm -hmm. but it, it, so it's always, it's fun to see that growth, you know, from the, the, you know, older members of the community who just want to be involved uh, because they know how important it is, you know, uh, it, it's all aspects are, are covered and just really, you do feel that family environment where everybody's helping everybody. And there's a lot of funky things that happen behind the scenes, you know, that as the fan, you're not supposed to pay attention. Like that's the one thing I've always learned in sports is, you know, no one, as long as long as the fans see a great game and, and everything and the action's great, exactly. That 
that means that you've done your job because they don't know any different. You know, there, there's been times that I've helped, you know, do groundskeeping or an hour before the game, we have a light go out and the, the you know, the uh, scoreboard and you're like, well, who's going to do it? Uh, all right. Well, I don't know who's going to do it, but somebody do it. So grab a ladder and, and, you know, fix that light bulb. So it's just, you take, you take the ego out of it. You just, you get the job done, you know, you put on a good show and, you know, you hope that the fans enjoy it. Yeah. Because you hope that the players enjoy it and get the best out of it that they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well said. What memory pops in your head above all when you think of your time being involved with the Cape League? I would say best times uh, the 2008 season uh, when we won it, uh, second year of the team. And, you know, that was the, the year where my family first started hosting. So, you felt even t- a tighter bond to the players and you felt the ups and downs. And, you know, when we really started rolling at the end of that year, you were like, right, let's do it. And to see it from a host family standpoint and being happy for, for Brandon and, and, the, and the guys that way. Uh, and then from an intern standpoint, like I was part of the, the game day staff that was there and, you know, we were losing, we were a few, few kids had to go back to school to, as the playoffs started. And you're just like, you know what, you're going to see this out because, something something good's happened and uh it was the eastern finals we went to 18 innings against orleans wow and it's quarter to 12 we've been there at the ballpark for now six hours we're just like is this ever going to end and you're like okay and finally we walked that one off and then you turn around two days later start the championship and uh we go two and oh and just win it and just being a part of that and the excitement from the players, you're just so happy for them. You're happy for the coaches. Uh, you're happy for Mary. Like she's been a part of this organization for so many years and it was a long drought for the mm-hmm. Mariners. So to break it in 08 was great. And then three years later, do it in 2011. Didn't have quite, you know, I, I guess the first, the first one's always the best one, mm-hmm. but to do it in 2011 was great too. And just to see from the players, just how happy they were, how much it meant to them. Like, these they don't have to be there you know Mm -hmm. especially there's a lot of ways for you to 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 cop out and say "Ah, I'm tired Uh, class starts in three days you know I gotta drive you know 2,000 miles but you know the guys that stayed and worked their tail off all year and just to see the payoff was just awesome so you know the championships are great Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think also just all the relationships I've made with with, with the guys especially the ones that live with me uh, and the fact that I can shoot him a text or call him whenever, uh, it's just really great. And then also friendships that I've had with, with interns that I've, that I've worked with, you know, been a, been a bunch of their weddings and all that. So it's just fun to see where they've gone. And then, you know, being a part of, you know, Mary's been there all of my years. Uh, the head coach, Steve Angler, has been there all 14 years. So Steve's, Steve's always a, a good guy and in a, in a wild time and, you know, just have, just helping him in the assistant GM role, helping him however I can, you know, I always love getting in touch with them in January, February. Hey, Steve, what are we looking like? What do we need? And just knowing that at the end of the day, he's going to be like, Alex, this is awesome. I, I wasn't even looking at this guy or, Hey, you know, you're his big thing is you're a stud. So it's like, you're a stud. Keep doing keep doing stud things i'm like all right so all right he never wants you to leave (laughs) it's like hey however whatever i can do to help him 
you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's awesome because you know, he appreciates it. So it's just, you yeah. know, everything has been, you know, awesome. Yeah, it comes from all different ends of the involvement. It just like yeah. there's not one memory that you could say is ultimate best because it takes takes a crowd to put it on, yeah, the show together, and just every aspect of that comes a different memory that you could think of. Uh, it's affected me professionally to the day. Like I wouldn't have learned about the grind, learned about all the things that go on behind the scenes. There's things that you learn that you're like, you know what? I don't know if that's the way I would do it in the future or you know, this is a interesting way of looking at it. And it's like, that was my first real time jumping into, you know, the sports operations world and, you know, going from there to where I am now, uh, you know, it's definitely helped continue and build and breed the love that I have to work in the sports industry. And, you know, it's, it's been an awesome experience. I agree. I think that with sports, people might think before really getting involved, like, Hey, I want to do say, journalism but you want to do journalism but then you're going to learn how to edit you're going to learn how to write you're going to learn how to interview like there takes different uh, sections of the job than just what you want to do but you also learn to love so many things that take to get to that final piece and you just enjoy everything oh definitely like they're they're, everybody's like oh yeah i know i want to work in baseball okay but you do realize that to work in baseball there's a lot of a lot of dirty work, a lot of getting your hands dirty, and you know, some nights you're you're, you're shucking popcorn and doing fifty fifty. It's like, yeah, that's all part of the experience because you you'll learn. You're not you're never too big for it for any for any job. Uh, it just teaches it teaches selflessness, you know, because you got you got to be proud and you got to get the job done. So, uh, exactly. so it's it's you know that's where it started, and you know, I to this day I'm really you know excited. That I was a part of that and continue to be a part of that. I agree. It all starts at that one point and you just keep going. Yep, exactly. Could you add anything about the internship as well as volunteer experience that individuals can apply for? You mean like direct information or, or, or just about More the just maybe experience, maybe some advice you would give to somebody that is entering an internship, say as a junior in college? I would say start early. Uh, you know, in my case, I, I knew my internship was going to be my senior year. So I went out my junior year just to, to get a feel for it because, you know, if, if it, if it wasn't what I was looking for, I would, I wouldn't try again my senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a year in advance, just feel it out. And also you have to show, if you have that spark, people will, will work with you 10 times more. And, you know, some people are wired differently and, and you know, that it is what it is, but if you show that spark and the willingness to go above and beyond and say, how can I help? Or what can I do more? Because it's great to show up and say, hey, you're the 50-50 guy today and just do the 50-50, show up, do it, and leave. It's great, you did your job, but you'd be like, hey, 50 on the seventh inning, what can I start doing now? Or, or can I help doing this? Or, you know, do you need, so what can you do more uh, just makes you just so much more valuable. And, you know, from there, maybe whoever's in charge says, Hey, do you, are you going to be the guy that's going to start, you know, maybe you'll start doing merchandise the next day. Like, so it, it, it helps people uh, entrust you with more responsibilities and stuff. Uh, if you show a willingness to want to learn, but also have open ears. That's what's part of the internship. You're out here for two, two months, be willing to learn. 
you know, you're going to get a lot from, you can learn from the people that you're working with or from the people you're working for. You know, there's a lot of different, you're going to get it from a lot of different angles. Uh, Hey, here's how we do this. Oh, well, I thought you, you know, you do it like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think just being open to learning uh, is always important. Uh, And then if, if something like, Hey, I don't really know if I, if I want to do this, can I, I really want to be a journalism person. I'm not so sure I should be in the merchandise booth all the time. Can I maybe help out with the broadcast team, you know, maybe writing game notes or, you know, doing a post game story and just be upfront with it. You know, don't, don't, don't be miserable about it. Be like, you know, take it, take it in your hand and be like, Hey, maybe this isn't working. Can I help over here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just communication is key and working hard. And from, you know, a game day volunteer standpoint, I think just, something a similar idea, like you just want to be a part of something great and just be upfront about it. Like, Hey, I can only help on Tuesdays. Well, you know what? That's going to help us on Tuesdays. Hey, I can help you every day. That's great. We'll, we'll take help every day. There's no role. that's too small. You know, if you, if you, if, if you want to help many hands make like work, you know, I've never, I don't think we've ever said no to somebody that wanted to come in and help. If people know, if people only knew how much fun being a part of this league is, I think, you know, I think you'd have even more people that want to come and help. So I, I agree. Just, yeah. I always think like put yourself out there and ask questions because before I started this podcast, I always thought like, I'd love to talk to people that from the league that people don't see are behind the scenes that are, and that's why a game day will happen. Yes. So I was like, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask the question. And I did. And everybody was like, great idea like let's get it rolling let's think of the name and then go from there and that's what happened at the beginning of the year and now you're going to be episode 15 and we're going to keep going (laughs) there we go it is like i think there's no such thing as a bad idea and Mm -hmm. you know the league needs to have different avenues the more avenues the better you know just to spread the word because i think we i think the league likes being small and being you know, cornering the market, but there's nothing that says that, you know, you can't spread it and have more people want to enjoy it and more people that want to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that is going to be important moving forward, just spreading it and, and helping more people that want to know about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. I agree. And like social media is amazing and you could do so many things with that. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. It's awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah, good, good luck one. with everything. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you next week for the next episode.